The patient experience is absolutely inseparable from the outcome. Life-changing medicine must be accompanied by a life-changing patient experience. For every positive story someone has about their healthcare experience, sadly there's someone whose experience was all wrong. Enter Joy Garrow. Joy is a manager of patient representative services at UPMC Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. When she was 22, a normal day with her family turned tragic. But if only three people had acted just a little bit differently, it would have made her experience a whole lot better. Here's Joy. 20 years ago, it was when I was 22. Um, it was when I was living in New Jersey, uh, which is where I'm from. So if you ever see me on the road, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> um, and you know, it's, it's really the story of how I found out that my father had passed away. So on that night, it was a Friday night, it was very typical for us to have a family dinner and then plan some kind of family activity afterward. And like most families, a discussion about what the family activity um, was going to be turned into a disagreement, and then that disagreement turned into an argument um, that suddenly turned into my father being in cardiac arrest. So. Uh, a very typical night turned into a, a really atypical experience. So I don't have a lot of medical knowledge. Even now, my background is in mental health care. So I knew enough to call 911, and I didn't really know what was going on beyond that. Uh, paramedics quickly came. They came and brought him into their vehicle. They started working on him. Um, I got prepared to follow them uh, to the hospital. And, you know, they turned on lights and sirens and went. I followed and, you know, followed a bit later. And as I was walking into the hospital, I was sort of walking in the main entrance and over to the side, I heard the paramedics bantering with one another and joking about the fact that they wouldn't be having any arguments with their wives that weekend because they didn't want their wives to die of heart attacks. So that's how that information uh, was first shared. And you can imagine, it was shocking and difficult and unexpected. And as I you know, sat there, um, I was totally alone. And I mean, I, I'm not sure what you were like as a 22-year-old, but I was incredibly immature. Um, and really just had no, no map of understanding that. So I um, had an attending physician come out, and she delivered that information in a much more professional way. Um, and in that moment for me, she was standing over me. She was very connected to just the clinical information that she wanted to explain, that he had had a massive heart attack, that they were unable to revive him. And it felt cold to me. The professionalism made me feel like she, that this was routine and that the, the individual experience I was having didn't matter. Um, shortly after that, I was, she asked if, if I wanted to go and sit with my dad, and yeah, of course, I, I wanted to do that. And so I was brought into the room, and I just wasn't prepared for what I saw there. Um, and I, I sat in the room alone for several minutes, and after that, uh, a woman who was a member of the registration staff came in and asked me some questions that I could answer, like what my father's name was and his date of birth. And she started asking me questions that I couldn't answer, like what his social security number was and what his insurance information was. And I didn't know any of that. 
And because we had been at home, his wallet wasn't with him. And so I left the hospital to go get that information. And that was the last time I saw my father. Um, and so as I've reflected on this story, and I have reflected on this story many different times in my life, uh, there's three touch points that I think is worth sort of examining very briefly. And those are, of course, the interaction with the paramedics, the interaction with the attending physician, and finally, the interaction with the registration staff member. So the, with the paramedics, what I'll say is now, 20 years out from that and 15 years into my own career in healthcare, I know that we see an incredibly intense amount of suffering and emotional tumult. And there's lots of different ways that we cope with that. And one way is to engage in dark humor with one another. That is a real coping skill that many of us use. Unfortunately, that night, those folks chose to have that conversation in an online space where patients and families could hear it. Um, many of whom were at the ED like me, not necessarily knowing how their loved ones were being cared for or what was happening there. The second touch point was with the attending physician who used a tool that I think many of us use when we are trying to deliver a, a tough conversation, tough message to someone, which is professionalism. I think that's important. I use professionalism in giving tough messages. Um, and I think professionalism alone can make us appear cold or that this is routine. And so professionalism has to be uh, infused with compassion and humanity and care so that each time we have those conversations when we're giving a difficult diagnosis, when we're talking about someone who's just passed away or anything else, that we really make sure that people recognize in that moment that we are there with them and that we care about them and we care about their families. And finally, the registration staff member that came in did exactly what she was trained to do. And, you know, sometimes I think at UPMC, we're very proud of our clinical, our, our focus on clinical excellence. We're proud of the ways that we are moving toward um, so service excellence. I personally feel proud about the, both of those things. Um, it's the reason that I've chosen to work for UPMC. Um, and I think that there are moments when we can sort of shy away from talking about the business of doing business in healthcare. The truth is, is that the work that we do does cost money. And to do it well requires us to be fiscally responsible and for us to ask for things like insurance information and demographics so that we can make sure that we're good stewards of the resources that we have and we can continue to do the great work that we do that has transformed Western Pennsylvania and has impacted the country and the world in a really amazing way. So, you know, that, that idea of, of asking for my information was totally fine. And again, in that moment, it, it, the timing of it made it seem like the hospital was more interested in getting paid and less interested in a woman who just lost her dad. And I think that for me, as I have continued in my journey, first as someone who did direct care at Western Psych for several years before transitioning to Children's Hospital, and now being in a leadership role, I have examined and thought about um, 
this story, and I would suspect that everyone here and everyone at the other sites have stories like this. We have chosen to use our skills, our abilities, and our intelligence to come and work in healthcare, and it is hard. It's hard work. It has personal cost for each of us. And the hope is, is that when we examine these stories and think about the nuance that would have helped us have a better experience when our loved ones are in distress, it makes it much easier for us to think about how we can do this and model this and operationalize this in the work that we do every day. So my hope is, is as a leader and as a colleague that, you know, the, the lessons that I've learned in that, in that experience has helped me you know, to really be someone who cares about the people that I serve and the people that I serve with every day at Children's Hospital. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Life Changing Moments. If you like what you've heard, tell your friends and let us know in our Yammer group, Life Changing Moments. For more information on how you can create a better UPMC experience for our patients and your colleagues, search UPMC Experience on Infonet. Life-changing moments are everywhere. What part will you play 